Hi, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. And welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, our award-winning weekly podcast. Please visit womenover70.com and consider joining Aging Reimagined Circle, our sustaining membership fund, so we may continue to inspire women to age with curiosity, courage, and creativity. Members enjoy monthly programming and probing discussions, and we hope to see you there. And today we're very excited to be in conversation with Judy Reeves. Judy uh, Reeves, age 80, from San Diego, California, is an author, a writing teacher, a workshop leader with an international presence. Her books on the craft of writing include A Writer's Book of Days and Wild Women, Wild Voices. Judy also writes fiction, poetry, and nonfiction. She's co-founder of San Diego Diego Writers, Inc., I-N-K., a nonprofit literary center. And her first published memoir just came out this month, October 2023, and it's called When Your Heart Says Go, My Year of Traveling Beyond Loss and Loneliness. And Judy, let us see a copy of, or see the cover. I am delighted to show a copy of the cover. There it's you. Yes. So when, when nearing 50 years of age, Judy, I was recently widowed. She sold everything, bought an around-the-world airline ticket, and set off alone on a year-long journey without a planned itinerary. I'm going to quote a couple of things here. The outer journey serves as a container for Judy's inner struggle to find her way as a sober, single, independent woman. And the journey launched her lifelong dream of being a writer. So, Judy, welcome to Women Over 70. Thank you. Let's let's just begin with when did you begin to dream about being a writer? I don't know if it was ever a dream, rather than I just knew I was going to do that. I know that you just quoted that uh, that piece about my lifelong dream of being a writer, but I think I must have always known that, and I had dreams of specificity. I was going to be Brenda Starr reporter, you know, <laughs> and so on and so on of all my heroes through the years, but. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's great. And uh, something I read, you described yourself as the, a writing practice provocateur. Yes. And what does that mean? You know, I I do what uh, what we call writing practice groups, where people just come and drop in and write in timed writings to a prompt. And I have been doing those for many many years. And someone named me a writing a writing practice provocateur, and have taken that on with pride. I think the meaning of it might be a little more like troublemaker. And I'm not so much a troublemaker as I am, you know, just poking a little to, um, to for writers who, who join me in those groups uh, or any group to take risks, you know, to push themselves a little further, to challenge themselves, uh, to surprise themselves. So I think... If it's trouble, it is good trouble in John Lewis. <laughs> um, so what kind of, and I, I mentioned in the introduction that you write poetry and fiction and nonfiction. And um, so what, What um, before you worked on your, your newly published memoir, what kinds of writing do you most gravitate toward if you have to, or maybe you can't choose? I would say I gravitate mostly toward um, 
smaller pieces, either flash or microfiction or nonfiction, uh, memoir, you know, the, the smaller pieces. And maybe that comes from all the years of doing, you know, the writing practice groups where we just drop mm-hmm. in and launch in for 12 or 15 minutes of, of writing that my writing muscles have become accustomed to that. But I like what can be said um, in with brevity. Although talking to me, you won't guess that that's what I love. <laughs> <laughs> You're an interla- internationally renowned uh, workshop leader and teacher. So tell us a little bit. Uh, tell us about that part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I use internationally because I have uh, I lived in Barcelona for a little while and I did uh, writing workshops there. Um, I did the. Uh, Paris uh, writing conference. I go to Mexico every year and work with a group of women in Mexico um, every every year, and I've been doing that for a number of years. I'll be going back to Mexico for the uh, San Miguel writing conference in February. I'm very excited about that. Mm. So um, I guess that's where the international comes from. And mm-hmm. um, my book, uh, A Writer's Book of Days, has had one translation, and interestingly enough, that translation is in Korean. I was going to guess China, Chinese. <laughs> Were you? Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> Korean. Yeah. So I, I, I find that anywhere I go, uh, whether I, like I, when I was in Barcelona for those years, I, it doesn't take me long to long for and find or start a writing community, mm-hmm. find partners to write with, to share it with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> I, I'm really curious, Judy, because your 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 memoir, my when your heart says go, the experience was when you were in your barely fifty, correct? I wasn't and, quite and when I left. Yeah, that's quite fifty, and so and it's just coming out now as a published memoir when you are eighty. Yes, and that's so long ago. Every time you say that, and every time I say that too. <laughs> Let's say it again. And yes, I'm 80. <laughs> yes, I am. Right. So tell us about the lapse. Uh, the, why 30, year, 30 years? I uh, don't know that um, when I when I took the journey, I, well, I'm a, a daily journal writer as well as uh, uh, doing all this other kind of writers. And, and I always was writing. But I don't know if I ever considered that I would write a memoir about, I thought I would write about that trip, but I didn't know that it would be a memoir. I didn't know that it would include Tom's death uh, and illness. I um, So during that time, I was writing many, many other pieces. Uh, I would be writing these short memoir pieces or nonfiction pieces or, or using some experiences from that trip um, in flashback flash fiction or short stories or whatever I was writing, little poetry showed up. So it wasn't that I necessarily was waiting to write it specifically. I was using material, as we all do from our lives, you know, using material all along. And then one day in um, at a mini writing retreat at one of my friend's house, I was sitting at her dining room table with my notebook and um, my first note to self was this is a memory and that was in june of 2016 and i wrote about a sensory circus in salzburg 
when to say Century Circus in Salzburg. <laughs> and I wrote that. And um, then the next day I wrote something else and the next and the next. And each day from 2016, basically every day, 2016 to 2018, I wrote something else about that. And it became the memoir. Yeah. And, and all it's morphing in different shapes and, and all of the things that, that are writing, especially I think writing memoirs. Uh, can do t to us. Yeah. Are there some highlights from the book that you'd like to share with us? You know, I was thinking about that. Highlights from the book. Um, you know what surprises me that people say uh, about the book? They say that uh, they laughed. They say they laughed and they cried. And I didn't know that there was uh, uh, that. I didn't know that there was that much humor in there. But you know, basically, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm a fun-loving person. My boyfriend in junior high school said I was the funniest girl he knew, <laughs> which is not what a girl wants to hear necessarily, <laughs> especially um, junior high. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, um, so uh, I, I'm, I think of the many times that when I look back at it, and what I what strikes me is the interaction with with people all over the world, how the kindness, um, you know, that um, just being able to communicate in a way sometimes without even the language, you know, sometimes you're just toasting each other with a cup of coffee in a cafe in Amsterdam for whatever reason, you know. Uh, and so there are so many of those connections, I would say, you know, riding a train with with, with someone and, and just sitting next to them in the conversations that, you can have with strangers. Many people I interacted with had English. I don't have any other language, unfortunately. But um, it's those interactions with strangers, and I think that that comes through it. And one of the highlights of it is the commonality of us. You know, the uh, that finding that commonality. Um, and uh, I I think it is a story of traveling beyond loss and loneliness. And I'm. What my hope is, I, I wrote about my husband's illness and his death, not straight through, but in bits and pieces as it came, as it felt like it was right in the memoir. And I'm, my, my, my hope is that when people read that, they'll be able to connect with their own loss and their own loneliness, um, being able to write through that and find, um, to come out on, I don't want to say come out on the other side, but learning to, to carry that. You know, I, I think that's that's one of the, the highlights of it. And just the history, you know, in America, our history doesn't go back all that far as America. That certainly the land itself goes back that far and many of the people who were here. But I think the history um, and realizing maybe the, what we don't know and what we can't experience until we experience it through something else, the grandeur of some of that. How do they build the Notre Dame. How did they? How did they do that? You know, and rebuild it. And um, yeah, you know, when I, uh, <laughs> I when I I am almost finished with the book, and I it I think it's a book that I want to to give a good friend of mine whose husband died just last month, oh. and um, and I as I was reading it, I thought this is this can be such a comfort for her, even though. And one level, it is about 
world travel and about connecting with people, um, uh, you know, strangers all over the world. But you don't need to leave your your home to exp- to connect with a lot of what you wrote about as well. So I I think you've managed to to do both. Well, thank you, Catherine. I I hope that um, when your friend, you know, if she does read it, that she she finds she finds that 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 connection of you know all of us and our tender hearts uh you know our humanity thank you no one of the um, reviews i I read about you and i quote i noted it in the introduction was your inner struggle to find your way as a sober single independent woman what would you like to tell us about that part of the journey all my life, and I wrote about this in the book and, and used these words, I would say, I'm Judy Reeves and I. Um, and even if my last name wasn't Reeves, you know, whatever, I'm Judy Reeves and I. And I would have to have some kind of an identity that went with that, uh, I think would make me, would, so that you would see that I was, what, more? I don't know. My journey was and I I didn't know it until until finally I was able to say I'm Judy Reeves and that is enough mm-hmm. and I I I just think that's so important for all of us to know that we don't need all of those identifiers um to to say who we are we don't even really need a name but <laughs> that's what we it's one thing that we can hang on anyway um so I would say that to to claim, you know, to claim your own sovereignty, to claim your own self. And I think sometimes we can't know that until we have spent time with ourselves alone, which I never did. Um, I, you know, right after high school, my parents moved away. I had a few years of roommates, roommates and, and working and going to school at night. And then I was married and then I had children and then and then and then. And I was never alone until after Tom died. And then I was very alone. And my tendency is to get very busy and to fill my life um, with doing, doing, doing. And so I took that journey to just have that kind of solitude. Because I, I think if I had stayed home, because I, I, I met a woman in Hungary who said, can't you, just, can't you just do that at home, Judy? Must you leave home and go away? Well, I needed to do that. Not everyone does, but I think that solitude, however we can find it, to be with ourselves, yeah. probably the most important thing that I have learned that I would like to share. Yeah. What's next for you, Judy? Well, um, resting <laughs> after this flurry of, of of bringing out the book and talking about the book. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I interrupted the a draft of an uh, of a novel to, or rather, I want to say the memoir interrupted the draft of a novel. I may go back to that novel. There are people who have encouraged me to do that, but just the other day, I started a daily writing practice of capturing a moment. Um, that is, I'm timing myself. I'm getting my loose leaf notebook once again, writing with pen and loose leaf notebook, capturing a moment and whatever that moment might be. And I don't know where. I don't have any intention for that, except I needed a daily writing practice again um, to be grounded and settled in myself. I'm going to keep teaching. I know that. Uh, I'm going to keep writing. I know that. Um, 
I'm going to keep looking for adventures, <laughs> finding out what's out there, what's next. You know, I, um, I've been taking a legacy writing course, a memoir writing course, and we met this morning. And our prompt for to write free, free write for 10 minutes was about a recent delight. And, and, and that's how I felt some of reading your book was moments of delight. Uh, sometimes very touching and moving. Sometimes I did laugh. Um, but yeah, just this, what a, what a wonderful way to be able to shape things as moments or high moments or moments of delight. I just was really, really impressed with that. Do you know Ross Gay's book? Let me, uh, Somebody just mentioned that this morning. And that's my morning reading now is um, the book of more delights, Ross Gay. And so for you to say that to me, just uh, that is that really kind of gives me a little bit of a giggles because I'm I have such a crush on his books. Uh, yeah, I was delighted delighted to hear about him. So um, yes, you uh, when you know Gail and I as we've interviewed many women now over two hundred fifty, and we would say, well, what is are there any what's the what's the what are the kernels what what really cuts across this diverse group of, of incredible women. And so that's where we have come up with this notion of courage, creativity, and curiosity. Yes. And I hear all three of those very much in your yes. story. And I wonder if you mm-hmm. could comment on that. Do you do you connect? Do you relate to those concepts? Courage, creativity, curiosity. I do. I think it takes great courage for us to face the world every day, knowing what we know. And uh, uh, to 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 get out and and take that step out and and go out there. So that is courage, and of course, courage is the heart. Yes. Um, so go. I, I I go out with an open heart uh, is the kind of courage that I want. You know, taking my open heart out into the world, and that is curiosity. Then is the next right? Is that how? Courage, curiosity, and I. Am. Do you know this morning I woke up before dawn? The first thing that hit me was how, how does the sun and the, and the earth, how do they do what they do? How do we not collapse or collide? And that, that thought coming out of a deep sleep, I don't know where that, but I am curious about that. I'm curious about everything. I was, I, I, it, there's just so much. And, you know, you get to be 80 years old and you've witnessed a lot, seen a lot, experienced a lot. But to be able to find something every day that sparks that curiosity to learn more, to experience more, to have more delights, uh, or be touched in a way that opens your heart even more. So, yes, curious, absolutely. And creative, well, I, you know, just being as we are in the world and experiencing it that way, interacting with people and and uh, the morning writing practice, of course, and yeah, just uh, whatever it is that we can that we can do that reaches into that place that uh, is exciting. You know, there's a, a, a kind of a, an excitement, isn't there, when when we're when we're connecting with that create creative part of ourselves or acknowledging that in in something else or someone else, yeah. 
I think you're speaking Gail's language. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. I'm glad. I, I was right there with you. <laughs> for sure. Do, do you ever think about your own aging, Judy? My own what? Your own aging. I know. I just wish. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do in so, so many ways. And uh, in fact, when I was thinking about the sun and the earth and the, all of that this morning and why we don't collide and just thinking about how long it has been this way and something about my own um, minuscule time within this particular plane uh, that I, I, I think about that. I, I'm not done yet. I, I want to experience it as much as I can. With uh, look what you're doing to me. <laughs> <clears throat> as much as I can for as long as I can, um, with as much of an open heart as I can, um, and just the connections are so important. Um, that uh, so I do think about aging. Yesterday, I had the um, a, a surprise thing that happened. Uh, I was invited to do, I'm going to say modeling, but I'm not a model in any way, but uh, to, 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 to pose for some photos of senior portraits. And they wanted people between this age and that age. And I was over by two years of their outside edge. <laughs> and they hooked us up with a partner to do these different poses that we were doing. And the guy I was posing with was entering his what he said he's entering his seniorhood tomorrow he's he's, he's having his 55th birthday and <laughs> and i said oh i'm going to be 81 in october and he was su surprised and i'll tell you what i am surprised at that too aren't you surprised that here we are <laughs> <laughs> yes so yeah i think about it and i'm uh for all of this time mm -hmm. And that I, you know, get more apparently because here we are. Yeah, there we are. And you talk, you said that you, you know, Gail asked you about what what next, and you, you had quite a bit to to include in what next. So, uh, are you likely to travel alone again? What? How does how does travel fit into your future? I am likely to travel alone again. I may go places where I meet other people. Um, but I I like traveling alone, and you know what? I've been kind of hankering for a road trip. Um, so have I. <laughs> you too, Gail. <laughs> I love those blue highways. <laughs> I love taking the top down, turning the music up, and filling the tank, and just going. Um, so I, I road trips are really good for that for traveling alone. Um, I don't know that I have any big grand trips plan to, to travel alone, but I like traveling alone for many reasons, one of which is who you get to meet and what you get to see when you're with someone, you're sharing it and you're talking about it and you're there, but when you're by yourself, it it takes in a whole, you know, you get to take it in a whole different way. But yeah. 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 Do you find it easy to, to connect with, with strangers? Are you? Yeah. yeah. Now more than ever. I think because the, as I have aged and become older, and I'm Judy Reeves without the and I, I am more comfortable just 
talking to people in the green aisle at the grocery store or, you know, on the, on the people with their dogs walking along and you stop and you pet their dogs and you talk to people. And, um, I like to interact with people. I, I'm an extrovert. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that, that that would be the case. <laughs> it it is an introvert to know an extrovert, you know. So. <laughs> but but even with the extrovert, I still need that solitude. I, I mean, I get energy from being with people, but I also need to have that time of quiet to, to refill, you know, yeah. to myself. Yeah. <laughs> the notion of solitude. Go ahead, Gail, do you want? No, no, no. You I was just going to ask Gail if she wanted to meet up, like someplace in uh, up by Asheville or someplace. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in San Diego uh, next week. We could meet right there. Oh, oh, that would be swell. Let's have coffee. Yes, let's do that. <laughs> and now I'm jealous. <laughs> Come on, now along. <laughs> well, Judy, is there anything else you'd like to say in the last couple of minutes that we we have together? Anything you'd like to? share with our our listeners viewers i i just think it is so exciting what you're doing bringing a 250 women talking to 250 women over 70 i think it is so exciting that women over 70 have these opportunities and that we're being acknowledged and so i just want to say hey sister you know to all of us out out there and let's just keep doing this and and uh, yeah let me know what what you find. Yes. <laughs> well, indeed. Well, thank you so much. This was delightful. Thank, thank you, Judy. Look forward to your next your next work. Thank you. And Rossi. Yes. And listeners, thank you for your loyalty. Because of you, our numbers are growing all across the country and overseas, and this is a good thing. Still, we need more subscribers and reviews on Apple Play and YouTube. Support Women Over 70, Join the Aging Reimagined Circle and let your voice be heard. Help us change the conversation about women aging. Mm -hmm.